0: Welcome to Right Spokane Perspective with your hosts, Mike Fagan and Tim Ben. Where opinion, fact, informative, and your alert system. Now let's get ready to rumble. Good day once again, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for rejoining Mike and Tim on Consumer Alert, Consumer Beware, this Wednesday episode here on Right Spokane Perspective. Now as a child, there was a time that I dreaded going to school. Some girls were bullying me, subjecting me to cruel pranks. So during recess, I take refuge in the library where I read a series of Christian storybooks. I remember the first time I read the name Jesus. Somehow, I knew that this was the name of someone who loved me. In the months that followed, whenever I'd entered school, fearful of the torment that lay ahead, I'd pray, Jesus protect me. I'd feel stronger and calmer, knowing that he was watching over me. In time, the girls simply grew tired of bullying me and then subsequently stopped. Many years have passed, and trusting his name continues to sustain me through difficult times. Trusting his name is believing that what he says about his character is true, allowing me to rest in him. David, too, knew the security of trusting in God's name. When he wrote Psalm 9, he'd already experienced God as the all-powerful ruler who is just and faithful. David thus showed his trust in God's name by going into battle against his enemies, trusting not his weapons or military skill, but in God, ultimately coming through for him as a refuge for the oppressed. As a little girl, I called on his name and experienced how he lived up to it. May we always trust his name, Jesus, the name of the one that loves us. You know the drill, folks. Father God, you are a loving God. Teach us. Who you are so that we never have reason to doubt you in any circumstance that we may face. In your son's Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, again, consumer alert, consumer beware this Wednesday episode. First story, I wanted to spank you guys. Oh, wait a minute, I better not use that word spank, because guess what? Mr. Spanking Man from last Friday's show ended up getting spanked again, buddy. Really? Yes. He engaged in another theft of women's luggage it was like three thousand dollars worth of designer luggage they got him this time they arrested are, are you him talking on a
1: about f- mr nuke
0: yeah, Mr. Nuke Waste Director for the Biden administration. Oh, the no, 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 wait.
1: No, no, it's not Mr. because he's non
0: binary. Oh, something. yeah, that's right. He doesn't use that pronoun so, kind of jazz. So, non binary being Mr. Alien? Britain, I believe. Oh, I'm sorry. I used that pronoun again. His name is Britain. You said his, too. you got to learn. You gotta, <laughs> You'd see, I can't deal with these pronouns, you can't man. Talk it's with too confusing.
1: That. You, can, you can't talk like you that. You know,
0: yeah. <laughs> just wasn't brought up that way way
1: yeah and i self-identify as a conspiracy theorist and my pronouns are i told you so (laughs) no doubt we 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 said this was coming we talked about this stuff but we were conspiracy theorists they would never do that to our children or make society conform okay
0: right you bet all right folks this first article comes from axios.com and it is entitled as such credit card charge disputes on rise as consumers cheat businesses Man, I'm telling you, I I know it's really bad out there with inflation, with the rising price of food and gas and everything else, man, but I'm telling you, now all the dirt balls come rolling out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, the, and you, they're out there just grabbing for themselves.
1: Well, you got this whole thing where, you know, the, you shut off a purchase or you dispute a purchase and... That's know,
0: exactly what we're going to be talking about, okay dude. All right. Here you go. Consumers are cheating businesses out of payments at increasing rates by fraudulently disputing credit card charges that they genuinely made. Now, incidents of friendly fraud are up anywhere from 20 to 30% in 2022, depending upon the market.
1: Okay, friendly fraud? Yes. They're they're calling this friendly fraud? Friendly
0: fraud. (laughs) I don't know why. Anyway, businesses are already dealing with a slew of challenges as inflation, wage increases, and labor shortages undermine the bottom line. Now, if they can't prove the transactions are legitimate when a customer disputes them, they'll be forced to cover the cost and eat it, man. Yeah. friendly fraud includes an array of situations in which a customer improperly disputes a charge on their credit card bill including when they forgot about a purchase or don't recognize the name of the merchant on their bill don't realize that a friend or family member used their card to buy something intentionally spend money with the intent of disputing the charge after the fact
1: and that's you know obviously fraud with intent of course walking into yeah
0: Of course. Now, it's not entirely clear why credit card disputes are rising, particularly because they've been falling for a few years after the rollout of the chip style cards. But the pandemic appears to have been a catalyst as restaurant chargebacks have grown from one in 400 transactions to one in 100 transactions since it began. Growing awareness of the fact that disputing a charge can be a way to escape financial responsibility for the payment may be a factor in all of this. Another possibility is a turn in the economic tide. Credit card disputes tend to increase when people's financial situations deteriorate. Netflix, alcohol, Uber charges, DoorDash charges, those are generally the ones that make up the majority of this category.
1: <laughs> so they don't hurt my feelings too bad. But <laughs> there it's you still, go. It's still bad. It shouldn't be going on. But no,
0: you bet. Still. Now, it's brutal, according to Chicago restaurateur Louis Alexander who told Crane Chicago, saying that his five of V locations, that's restaurant locations, folks, have experienced a 30% increase in disputes, costing them thousands of dollars a month. The amount of chargebacks that we get and the time that is spent in the training that we have to give to our staff has gone up dramatically. Fabrara says that Visa is equipping merchants with the tools to fight back, which he believes is going to reduce the number of friendly fraud claims in the future. Merchants currently win about 40% of the time that they fight credit chargebacks requested by customers, according to Equifax. We've been working really, really, really hard to make sure that the name of the merchant on the record is recognizable and represents the business that you are in and the customer can recognize where the transaction is coming from. Meanwhile, Visa is also ensuring that restaurants follow its transaction protocols, such as ensuring that the card is valid and that the amount is correct so that they can prove that the purchase was legitimate. Wow. wow. Well, that is amazing. That's credit card debt dastardly out of stuff like that is happening all around us.
1: It's out of control, but it's it, we're and you're going to see lots and lots more of it. De- desperate people that are still trying to make their, you know, mortgage, their rent, their car payment, afford gas to, you know, get to work so they can pay Jay Inslee to raise the price of their gas and so on and so yep. forth. You yep. bet.
0: Here's another ugly one here coming from Yahoo Money, ladies and gentlemen. Here's your headline 270,000 homebuyers who bought their homes in 2022 are underwater on their mortgages already.
1: Oh, well, of course, we saw that coming. And
0: 2022 isn't over with, folks. About two hundred and seventy thousand homebuyers who bought during the red hot housing market this year already owe more on their already owe more than their house is worth, a new analysis is found. Among four hundred and fifty thousand underwater borrowers in the third quarter, nearly sixty percent had mortgages originated in the first nine months of twenty twenty two, Black Knight found.
1: Well, see that the, I knew that real estate agents were kind of hurting, you know, there's tons of real estate agents, you know, you'll have what, 300, 400 houses up for sale in the Spokane area and you'll have 2,200 real estate agents trying to sell them, right? Right. So they're eager to sell them. And you hear these advertisements that were going on, you know, a year ago, six months ago, and you might even heard one yesterday that says, well, you know, interest rates are not over the uh, average over the span of time and it's still a good time to buy house, you know, the interest rates, they're not as good as they were a few years ago, but you're going to get a little bit better price on the house. Well, that's the thing, Mike, is that as you see it inflation going up, but you see interest rates really going up, the price of housing's got to come down, right? Exactly. So you get a house on a, let's say, a, not four or five, it's like seven or eight now, right? I I,
0: I believe it's 575 to six. And, and you that's know, if the you way, great
1: credit. Y- yeah, you bet. So there's a lot of people who are going to be buying higher interest rates. So that's you, right. So you buy that house because they say, well, interest is higher than it was, but it's still not bad. It's a good time to get in, you know, because that's what they're all going to do. They're So you buy the house and then interest rates go up again. Guess what happens? The price of housing goes down because people know that their monthly mortgage payment is going to go up because of the... Interest costs. That's right. So the banks are taking more of your money. So you buy the house, let's say last month, they dropped the interest rates. Well, next month, your house is going to be worth less except for it's not because you already bought it
0: at that price. That's right. And you're getting doubly screwed here ladies and gentlemen because you know when you went out and bought them homes for, you know, 275 and 350 and 425,000 bucks, you basically did away with whatever equity existed in that home. So here's another little burp coming from this particular article again from Yahoo Money. Nearly 50% of homes bought this year have less than 10% of their equity left to tap. Yeah. Okay. You've that's got it. no equity left to
1: tap. That means their down payment is gone through the inflationary factors of home buying. And when you're talking about interest and a market that's got to level out, I mean, I, I don't know how many times I've said it on the radio or, t- or talked to other people. Your working population in most of America, that I would say is middle to lower income, uh-huh. that own their home, if they purchased the home more than a few years ago they could not probably qualify
0: to buy their own home today exactly man i mean this is worse than 2008 Housing market crash. And if it isn't quite worse yet, I know that the talking heads are definitely talking about this at the national level with all the different financial industries and whatnot in tow. This is another one of the reasons why I say you better buckle down for 2023, folks. Well, they're it's going to be a wild financial ride all gonna, through next year.
1: They're just going to make it harder and harder to own property. And then it, it's going to be so stressful, Mike. Now, where have we heard this? It's going to be so stressful to try to own your own home and pay. Pay a mortgage and pay the taxes and pay the insurance and pay the utilities and pay... It's going to be so difficult to be a private property owner.
0: You're going to be hearing the leftist battle cry. They're going to be going, oh my God, the lower income households are going to hurt the most.
1: But well, they're the ones... Well, yes,
0: of course, from the policies that you guys have dictated. Well, they
1: have, but as you make it harder and harder to coordinate and pay for and do all those things to be a private property owner, maybe... You'll own nothing, and you'll like it. Like it.
0: it. <laughs> anyway, the story continues, like I said, with the headline. Lower-income households hurt the most. Of course. Okay? Borrowers with purchase loans backed by the Federal Housing Administration or Veterans Administration were most likely to have slipped underwater, the report found. These are more popular among first-time and low-income buyers. Those FHA loans face the largest equity challenges, with more than 25% of the folks with FHA loans Falling underwater. Additionally, some 80% had less than a 10% equity stake in their homes. And do you know
1: know why the lower income and the first home buyer program people, which is a ton, are underwater first? Because the way their mortgage is set up, a portion of their mortgage doesn't go towards interest, doesn't go towards the principal, it doesn't go towards insurance or taxes, it goes towards mortgage insurance, not so that you're insured if you can't make the mortgage payment for whatever reason, you're insuring the bank's basically interest in your home. So when they kick you out, you're, you're insuring the bank loan. Mm -hmm. So you're losing money every month under a first home buyer. So they're not taking the risk. You are. Yes. You're taking the risk for them to make money.
0: Yes. Yes. And it, you only carry half of that risk, ladies and gentlemen, if you engage in a VA loan. Because VA loans, you require no down payment. Granted, the home inspection is pretty stringent, and the VA loan does not in- require mortgage insurance. So, it's a couple of advantages going with the VA loan. The thing of it is, though, folks, again, who is going to be hurting the most here? It's going to be some of the more lower-income individuals, middle-income individuals, those individuals that ended up spending a mint on those home, and – they are now not able to realize any equity benefit right. from that home.
1: Yeah. People that, that just recently bought a home for way too high a price. Yep. And of course, Democrat voters. It's <laughs> yes. almost ironic that the high high number of propensity Democrat voters are the ones gonna get hurt the most. I don't
0: know if they'll ever learn. But we gotta take a break. We'll be right back. To our Spokane area veterans and their families, if you haven't checked out the Hilliard Veterans of Foreign Wars post-1474, located at Diamond and Regal Street in Spokane, you gotta be there be square. The Hilliard VFW is there to assist you and yours with all your VA questions. Give them a call at 487-3784. Weekly bingo, cards, bowling, dart tournaments, and meal specials are just a few more things that the Hilliard VFW offers. Stop on by, give them a call, 487-3784. A lot of your beef comes from Brazil, Africa, and <clears throat> China. Bet you didn't know that. The Spokane County Cattlemen know that, and they are the ones advocating for country of origin labeling on the meat that we buy and feed to our families. Find them on Facebook right now. That burger you just got at your favorite drive through has over a thousand different DNAs in it. Well, you may want to consider buying from local producers, and in other words, folks, buy locally. The Spokane County Cattlemen are on Facebook and are there to advocate for you, educate and inform you on what's happening in the global and local meat industry. With today's Corona controlled society, the shopping restrictions and possible rationing, making sure that your family doesn't experience food insecurities should be our top priority. You can do your part. Be secure. Buy from local growers and producers. The Spokane County cattlemen know this and are here to help you. Find them on Facebook right now. And welcome back from the break, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining Mike and Tim on Consumer Alert. Consumer beware. This Wednesday episode here on Right Spokane Perspective. All right. Next article, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm telling you, Tim, I firmly believe that this had something to do with the midterm elections. Here is your headline. Because I'm telling you what, man, Biden's been talking this up for two years. He finally made a move at the beginning of this year. Different courts have been saying, no, 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 it's illegal. I mean, just like, you know, uh, here in Washington state, you can't do an income tax. Okay. (laughs) yeah. And, you know, he he, uh, Biden continues to get turned down in all of the various courts and whatnot. But there are millions and millions and millions of people out there, ladies and gentlemen, who thought, who could swear to God that they received an official notice that their student loans were canceled. Not the case, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> not the case at all. Nobody's student loans were canceled at this point. Nope. And here's your headline. Well, and
1: I know some college kids that got that information and they're like, oh, we can apply for uh, college again, loan forgiveness. Yeah. That'll. But you got to remember, they got all that stuff in the mail. Prior to the election. Yes, they did. So you had all of
0: these. Uh- and they were going, oh, my God, I love those Democrats. Look, I love Biden. Look what they did. They saved my, you know, student loan. Right. Uh, yep. You know, I was $100,000 in debt. Now I'm only ninety or $80,000 in debt, you know. Right. Yeah. And again, it all depends on what kind of student loan, because we're only talking, you know, specifically the FAFSA-style federal-level student loans. Well, and that's why I'm always shocked
1: that the Democrats are so in favor of abortion, because they they just, they continually need a new generation of suckers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm telling you. Anyway, here's your headline, man. This comes from MoneyWatch.com. 9 million Americans wrongly told that they were approved for student debt forgiveness about 9 million Americans with student loans who had applied for the Biden administration student debt forgiveness program mistakenly received emails last month that said that their applications had been approved. Now last month was what November? (laughs) I would imagine it was early last month before voting.
1: Well, it was a a miscommunication. I think you're going to find out in here if they got the other side of the story because, wasn't that they were approved, it was they were accepted. So they filled out the paper, because there was, people don't realize this, if you don't know any college students, they already, the FAFSA, I believe people send all this stuff out, the college loan administrators, they were already sending out these loan forgiveness applications to college students all across the country. Yeah. And so they were sending their applications back in. And, of course, they were. you would get a notification that it was received. And here, I think they just said it was approved because that's the way government programs work. They just approve everybody, right, right. on this kind of stuff. Sure. So somebody jumped the gun before the courts told Biden you can't legally do what you already knew you couldn't legally do. That's right. But they got a whole bunch of suckers to vote for Democrats.
0: They did. Now, the messages were part of updates that the Department of Education issued in November to inform 16 million debt relief applicants that they had been approved to have up to $20,000 forgiven. But an additional nine million people received emails saying that they had received loan forgiveness when they had not been approved for relief because the process was halted due to legal challenges, according to officials and others who hadn't applied for the student loan relief program also received the email. The error was made by Accenture Federal Services, a contractor with the Education Department. The mistake only compounded confusion among some borrowers about the debt relief program, which for now remains in limbo due to several legal challenges with the Supreme Court earlier this month agreeing to hear one of the cases. Now, about $26 million, Every time I throw a number out here, it's doubling and tripling, well, Tim. it gets bigger. About $26 million people had applied for the loan relief effort prior to the court rulings that 26 had effectively million yeah. people
1: okay so let's let before the numbers get bigger let's get them bigger so <laughs> 26
0: million people, we started at nine then we went to 16 now we're at 26 26 wow.
1: well tw- 26 million so if you had 26 million people out there that were going to be getting a ballot in the mail that put in an application got a, a response back that either said it had been approved they got the application thanks for applying it's in processing and the election happens this kind of thing this would have somebody people would have been in prison because of this this is like buying votes it's plain and simple I mean th- this is criminal activity flat out lying to voters promising you're gonna give them something that's right.
0: When you know you can't legally do it. That's right. And then And the only way you're gonna know is if you kept a finger on the pulse of news feeds, you know, just like you and I. I mean right. you know, when the news comes in, we see it, boom, there it is. If we're interested, right. great. We grab it. If not, boom.
1: <laughs> well and, and and how much money? Twenty six million so twenty six million voters. They probably voted Democrat. That's enough to uh, really change the outcome of the election, Mike. I mean, we are. Yeah,
0: it really is.
1: changed the outcome of an election because they're like, oh, well, if we put the Republicans in, they probably won't continue the program and we won't see our money. So that we better, absolutely right. Be- and better that's why I, Biden's yeah, buddies.
0: That's why I feel so strongly that it did have some type of an influence over the midterm elections well, with the
1: young people. Well, 26 million applicants for basically the cost of a nice used car. <laughs> right? A free, nice used car. Wow. Okay. It's amazing. And and so, so this, this is voter fraud. I don't care what people want to say. This is voter fraud. If you tell the voters, well, we're going to reinstate the first amendment rights of citizens again. Cause we took it away. We're never going to do the COVID mandate again. And you promise that that's political. Well, we got to get the v- legislature to vote on it, but this is even worse because it was a monetary cash value that he had promised, obviously, 26 million people that applied for it. Yeah. And all of those applications went out. Who approved the spending? Obviously, the president can't approve spending. No. Who approved the spending to start the program before the election? Yeah. Where did that money come from? What pot of money did they take out of regular? Funding for higher education. Yeah. that's
0: Very, very to, good question. To, to
1: process 26 million applications.
0: Right. That is a very, very good question, man. And, you know, I mean, 26 million, that must be warehouses full of paper stacked on top of each other, you know? Well, and, and, and that how, is a ton of paper.
1: Well, and, and how much money was spent that Congress did not allocate the money for those purposes. That, that money was spent by you know, college administrative, you know, financial administrative institutions. I'm kind of thinking there's a lot of criminal stuff going on here, Mike. I don't think it's legal. There was no law passed. Right. The president doesn't have the power to do that, but yet they tried to roll out a program from what money? So now they've got all this money that they put into gathering and authenticating, what, 26 million applicants. applicants. And trying to weigh where in the system all those applicants are, right? right? Where in line are they? So, yeah, I I think some heads should roll.
0: Yeah, big time, man. Speaking of elections, here's your next story, man. (laughs) This is just too comical, folks. Tray of mail in ballots suddenly discovered in the post office nearly two years after the election. Nearly two years after the 2020 election, folks, some voters in Baltimore just received their mail-in ballot.
1: Uh-oh. That's a right.
0: <laughs> a little bit late. Baltimore voter Nick Frazone contacted WMAR-TV after he received his 2020 mail-in ballot on August 6th of 2022, nearly two years after he was notified that his ballot would be delivered. Frizone told WMAR-TV that he knew his ballot had gone missing. That is because in late September of 2020, he received an email from the post office informing him that his ballot would soon be delivered. But it never showed up, and he eventually obtained a replacement.
1: Well, at least he obtained a replacement, because a lot of people aren't paying attention to, you know, elections closely enough to know when they got a ballot, right? Yes. If you ask a lot of citizens, they don't realize that, you know in most districts they can vote they can vote 2 3 times a year right right Maybe up to four times a year when you're talking about special elections or you know ballot issues that happen, initiative type situations for local governments, right? Uh, Yeah, what levies, school board, you know, there's all sorts of different elections in different places around the country that could pop up. So, yeah, that's that's pretty crazy that uh, two years later, well, another story that came out actually just in our local newspaper back, what Friday, last Friday, yeah, and it's just labeled postal problems. Oh, so, we, you know, we're all told, you know, this mail-in ballot system thing, it's going to be great. It's going to be easy. It's going to yeah. be safe. It's going to be secure. You know, when was the last time your rent didn't get paid because it got lost in the mail? You know, they used all sorts of things. Right. You know, you, you get your utility bill in the mail, right? Sure. So but maybe a lot of people don't. So the Postal Problems article is talking about uh, some people in the Spokane area say that they haven't seen the standard mail delivery service for days at a time. Mm -hmm. Even though they go into the post office, some have actually gone to their post offices, waited in line to see where their mail was at because they hadn't received mail in days. And, you know, I'm just, I think that we've seen this cycle a couple of times, Mike. We have a a mail-in election Uh and then a primary. Then we have a mail-in election general. And then right after that, big problems at the post office. Why do they wait until after the mail-in election? Well, because... It just doesn't fit the narrative.
0: (laughs) Well, here's a little something else to kind of close the show that doesn't quite fit the narrative. Kirk Cameron is denied story hour slot by public libraries for his new faith-based kids book. The actor-writer has not gotten a single yes from the 50-plus public libraries his publisher has contacted so far. And they were told that the messaging does not align. Now, with a new children's book out that celebrates family, faith, and biblical wisdom, actor, writer, producer Kirk Cameron cannot reach scores of American children or their families in many U.S. citizens via the public library system because over 50 public libraries have either outright rejected him or not responded to requests on his behalf. A story hour program for kids and parents connected to new books releases in an activity that many libraries typically present to their patrons and communities.
1: Only if they're crossdresser or That's a drag. That's right. That's the deal.
0: Many of the same libraries that won't give Cameron a slot, however, are actively offering drag queen story hours or similar programs for kids and young people, according to Cameron's book publisher and according to a review of library websites and current program listings. Some programs promote gender fluidity inclusion and diversities others offer name change clinics for older teens and adults who want to alter their official paperwork for gender identity reasons brave books cameron's publisher shared details of the story hour requests and the rejections received to date with fox news digital exclusively this week the Rochambeau Public Library in Providence, Rhode Island, for instance, told Cameron that it, and his book publisher by phone. No, we will pass on having you run a program in our space. Talk about a sad testament to inclusivity.
1: No, oh, it's only, in, inclusivity is only inclusive to the groups that fit the narrative. that's the deal and
0: they want to promote inclusivity so why not include us
1: well you you got to wear the opposite genders clothing in front of kids if you want inclusivity mike (laughs) that's what if you want to be in the library and read to children you got to do it in non-gendered or opposite gendered
0: clothing yeah unfortunately so speaking of which parting shot for the day i understand barbie's coming out with a transgender barbie now could be interesting Well, I guess my granddaughters are going to end up going without. All of that being said, Mike and Tim are out of here today. We'll be back at you and in your face again tomorrow. Bye-bye.